Good morning, Rabotai. Breakfast today is sponsored in loving memory of Barry Sit. Alava Shalom, Lilunishmat, Ovadia Ben Esther. Alava Shalom, sponsored by his son David Sit. And also, breakfast is sponsored in loving memory of Nathan Marcus. Alava Shalom, Lilunishmat, Natam Ben Rachel. Alava Shalom, sponsored by the Marcus family. Rabotai, in the Haggadah, we read uh, about Keneged Arba Banim Dibra Torah. The Torah was talking to four different types of children. In fact, the obligation of the Torah to tell the children over about what we're doing on this night, is and you will say to your children. The funny thing is that while we are reading through these four sons, we start to find almost four different, nat- four different natures, four different types of children. A child who is wise, a child who is wicked, a child who is simple and a child who does not know how to ask. The questions that they are asking, or not asking in either case, they reflect exactly these concepts. The first thing that we find is the Chacham. The Chacham is asking, tell me, what are the laws? I want to know everything. What, how, what do I need to do? That kind of a kid, that kind of a child, that's a wise child, that's really trying to absorb knowledge. So the Halakha is, we're supposed to tell him, until the last Halakha of the evening. This idea communicates that when we are raising children like this, wise children, smart children, that you need to engage them and provide them with enough stimulating information in their education that they are taken and they are consumed and they are challenged by what it is that you're giving them. If a child who is smart, is wise, is bored, it can only lead to terrible things. Because you know what happens? He's not challenged, he gets bored, he uses his brain for lots of other things, okay? That's the kid that winds up being the head of a Ponzi scheme. Rabutai, this kid, this Chacham, who could be smarter than everybody else, make sure you give him all the halachot, you give him enough to, buy, to get his teeth into. It's our responsibility always to ascertain the children that we have that are skilled, that are capable, and to push them and to give them as much as we can possibly give them. The second child is a child who's a rasha. The rasha this child who's a rasha, what's he asking? He's asking with an anger and a bitterness. It sounds like the same question, what's the mitzvot? But he's saying something much more uh, bitter, much more cynical. What is it? What are you doing? What are you getting? What is all of this? What's the answer to the rasha? The rasha says, we knock out his teeth. That sounds like a crazy thing. What kind of educational philosophy is that? That's abuse. The concept of the Hakeh Shinav, knock out his teeth and tell him, if you would have been in Egypt, they wouldn't have taken you out. This is what you're telling your child? You're telling him that he should, he should have died in Egypt? What kind, of, what kind of father is that? I think the answer, Rabotai, is a very powerful one. We're all familiar with this idea that if a person takes the numerical value of the word Rasha, the numerical value of the word Rasha is 570. The numerical value of the word Sadiq, which is what we would like him to be, is Sadi Dalit 94, 10, 104, plus Kuf, 204. What's the difference between 570 and 204? 366. Amazing. Exactly the gematria of the word Shinav. Shin, Nun, Yud, Vav. 350, 66, 366 exactly. So you want to know the difference between a Sadiq and a Rasha? Punch out his teeth. What do we mean by that? We don't mean actually punch him in the face and give him dental work. What we mean is that this guy, the teeth, the bite, the anger, this viciousness that he's trying to attack, if you knock that out of the Rasha, in every Rasha is a Sadiq. Except that the Sadiq has teeth. Except that the Sadiq. Sadiq has teeth. 
He's angry. He's trying to attack because there's some sort of a problem there. The Rasha, okay? Rabotai, that's the second child. So what do you tell the Rasha? The Rasha is so angry about all these responsibilities he has. He doesn't want to give 10% to charity. He wants to give 100% to his own pocket. Why should I have to give anything away? I don't want to stay home on Shabbat. I want to work on Shabbat. I don't want you to tell me what to eat. I don't want you to tell me what to do. What to wear, tzitzit, tefillin. Don't. I had enough of all of this. What are you doing this for? What are you benefiting from this? We turn around to such a Rasha, and you know how we knock out his teeth? We tell him, you think this is the point of everything? When God took us out of Egypt, what was God illustrating to us? That if you do the right thing, if you stand for the right thing, God will take care of you even with miracles. So if you're asking what the point of all this work is, ma ha'avodah hazot lachem, he's not only asking on this evening, he's asking all this hard work, what does it bring you? And the answer is that if you'd have been in Egypt and had that attitude, you would not have seen the light of day. You're recognizing that Borei Olam ultimately is the one that takes care of the world. That's how you knock the teeth out of a rasha. You literally, you know when they say to take the bite out of somebody or out of something? That's literally what we're doing here. The third son is the Tam. The Tam is simple. He doesn't ask about the Mitzrayim. He says, Mazo, what's this? What is this? What's going on here? That's all he's capable of asking. I don't think the Tam is as simple as he is shallow. What's this? He can't get beyond anything. Today, our generation, much of our generation is tam. You know, we're such a scrolling generation that we actually, you know, we don't read books, we read headlines. You don't even read the articles anymore. Why? They're too long. Four chapters, too long. Two, four paragraphs. I don't have, well, you want me to read for like eight minutes? You know, I saw in the newspapers, it says at the top of the thing, seven minute read. Four-minute read, I promise you. Look it up, you'll go see this. And the newspaper's <laughs> yeah. at the top. Because God forbid I should read an article. I don't know how long does it take me. I don't know, I'm going to invest 10 minutes without knowing? But I'm in then. Let me st- instead scroll through pictures for 10 minutes and do nothing with my life. You understand? We're a generation of time. The only question we have is, what's this? By the way, this line, what's this? You know where you find it? In text language. Lol. Ruffle. Right? All the M I M H O, you know, you know, these type of things. We're condensing our language because it's a shallower and shallower and shallower uh, time, the time that we live in. So the Tam is Mazot. So what do we do? You know how you answer a Tam, someone who's shallow. I once had a student, the student, God bless him, he was an ADD major, okay? And that means he majored in ADD, as he, in college. This guy, he couldn't even, he would ask you questions. And he couldn't even focus long enough to hear the answer. So once you started the answer, he's already like asking you something else. He was pacing out the window. So he comes to me, he goes, Rabbi, you know why I'm not religious? He says, no one ever has any of the answers to my questions. I said, what question? He gives me a question. I start answering. He's out the window like this. I said, it's not that no one had the answer to your new questions. I said, you never gave anyone the chance to answer. He says, no, 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 I do, I do. He's pacing out. The guy can't. And I realized, again, you know what I did? It's such an amazing thing. This is such a, a, a tool for educational uh, philosophy. So I said, oh, the guy, he doesn't have an attention span. Okay, no problem. So he asked, what was his question? He said, this whole Shabbat thing is ridiculous. I said, really? Ridiculous? Why? He says, it's so stupid. He goes, it's so stupid. He goes, what? The God of the whole world, he cares if I rest on this day, Saturday, instead of on Sunday, or Monday, or Tuesday. You know what I should do? Whatever day I want to take off in the week, that's my Shabbat. What does God care? You think he cares? It's ridiculous. That's what he said. So I, instead of answering him an answer, which there's many answers, but instead of answering him an answer, what I do, I went back to this idea I had in my head. I said, I'm not even going to give him an answer. I'm going to ask him a question. That way he has to be engaged. 
So I said, you have a girlfriend? He goes, uh, no, not currently. I said, did you ever have one? He goes, yeah, yeah. I said, how long did the relationship last? These are my answers, not even a sentence. You hear this? How long did the relationship last? He goes, uh, 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 I don't remember, maybe about uh, two years. I said, two years. Oh, wow. so that means that you had an anniversary, right? That you had an anniversary? He goes, I had an anniversary. I said, you bought her flowers? He said, yeah. I said, did you buy her flowers on the day anniversary? He goes, yeah. I said, that's so stupid. Why don't you buy the day after the anniversary? All of a sudden, the light of understanding passed over his face. There's something special about the anniversary of a specific date. It commemorates that date. You do it a day later. You wish someone a happy birthday the day after their birthday. How do they feel? Oh, you missed it. Everyone's like, happy belated birthday. Happy belated birthday means don't kill me. I messed up, I forgot. Right? Do you understand? Belated is gematria doghouse. Okay? Do you understand this? So here you, I'm asking this guy. All of a sudden the guy, the realization, it hits him. He's looking, he's like, wow. I promise you, the guy, Rabotai, he almost started crying. You know why? It's the first time in his life that he had a question and he went through, he had the time to mentally go through all the stages of getting to an answer. Why? Because he asked Mazot, and I gave him answers that were like that. Because God took us out of Egypt, and now we owe him. Done. Chalas. That's all he's capable of hearing. Recognize that it is the parent's job to be able to tailor make the, the way they teach to a child. And by the way, in today's day and age, where schools exist in lieu of parents, Okay, where the job of educating our children is not vishinantam levanecha in our hands, but it's passed on to the hands of the yeshivot. So in this case, schools need to adopt specific types of educational methodologies that befit each and every child. And even if you can't do a specific one for all the children, each one in the class, but at least to segment the classes in a way where everyone is capable of learning in the way that they that most suits them. Rabotai. This boy, a little while after that, I just want to tell you, he eventually wound up going to Israel. He sent me a picture. This boy who couldn't even focus for one second. Now he knew how to hack himself. All he needed to do was have these very short answers that were rapid fire and as well that were questions. So he couldn't just sit there and listen. He needed to engage because he was going to answer you back. In each one of these cases, Rabotai, he asked me another question, another question, another question. He called me about two years later. He called me from Eretz Israel, from the porch of the Eish Yeshiva, where he finished an entire Masechet Makot. He did a siyum. Do you understand? That's the power of being able to understand and recognize and communicate with a child on their level, wherever they are. Finally, the last son is any Odelish, or At Pitachlo. At Pitachlo means you open up for him. And what does it mean that you open up for him? Anyone remember the end of that? What's the at pitachlo? Huh? What, so what are, you, what are you saying? You gotta give him the attention. So I love this, I love this Rabotai. This is such a powerful concept. Yeah, and I, I, if, uh, if any one of us, I think as well, could adopt a little bit of this, even if we can't adopt the whole thing, because it's not a, an easy thing to do, but if you could adopt just a little bit of it, I promise you, you you'll be able to see dividends uh, in, in, uh, in, your own, in your own families. Now, I'm just going to read you this, because I find this so powerful. If you give me one second, excuse me. I'm just going to, uh, you know, give you, give you the, uh, the words straight out of the Haggadah, so you'll see exactly, exactly what I mean. Where are we here? Said that tefillah. Sorry, I'm just opening up. I'm just going to find the. Uh, here we go. Okay. Aleph. Here. 
this out. This is so amazing, and I'm just going to end with one last piece, Rabotai, which I think is a very valuable. Okay, so we have Keneged Arba Banim Dibra Torah. As I said earlier, according to these four children, the Torah communicated. And each one of them, it gives you the idea. Now, the last one is At Pitach Lo. You open up for him. Shene'emar. V'yigaretal ibn Chabayom ahulemor. Ba'avur zeh asa amonai li b'tzatim mitzrayim. It just quotes you the pasuk. Right? Isn't that interesting? So, Tamba Omer, when it says, V'amartai elav b'chozek yad. In the one before it says, V'amartai emor lo ba'avur zeh. By Chachama Omer, Afata emor lo. Each one it says, emor lo. V'amartai elav. Emor lo, v'amartai elav. Each one it says, say to him. Here, it doesn't say that at all. It says, You open up for him. It doesn't say what you say to him. And the answer is, Rabotai, this is so powerful. Because you don't say anything to a child that doesn't know how to ask. The difference is, I always say this, a parent that takes a child by the hand, walks them up to a piece of art and says, Oh, look how beautiful it is. You see the colors? You see what it says? Look, it's a picture of this. They didn't give the child one second to think. At petachlo means in the feminine. When a human being is giving birth to a child, the man has his part of the, of the child process and the woman has hers. The man provides his material and the woman has, what does she have? She has a rehem, a womb that takes that material, that sits and fertilizes it and eventually that turns into a baby. All of that happens in situ. It doesn't move around. It's not noisy. Nothing takes, all it is, what do we, what do we got there? We've got the process of something developing into a human being. At petachlo means be this nurturer. Rabotai, silence. Ask a question, don't give the kid the answer. Don't teach a child. Don't force the things down their throat. You have a child, ask a question. Bring something out. Show them something and then shut up. That's why the whole of the night of the Seder, we say, We do all these weird things in order that the kid should ask. But all those weird things, those are not words. Those are deeds. You do something that inspires the child, that creates a craving for understanding in the child. And that's how you open a child up. And here's the last bit that I wanted to add. You know, we think of these children, and we think of, oh, I, you know, when the rabbi says chacham, I think of that child. When the rabbi says rasha, I think of that child. The rabbi says, uh, I think of another child. Every time you think of different children, but rabotai, it's not always so true. Sometimes the four banim, the four children, is the same child at different stages of his life. As a chacham, he's that kid in, in middle school, he wants to know everything, he's so curious, such a good kid. Then he comes to his angry age, his teenage years, or he has something go wrong, or the school throws him out, and now he's this rasha, and everything, he's attacking you on everything. He's fighting you on everything you ask him to do. You go to shul, it becomes a fight. The one we learn something is a fight. Now the kid moved from chacham to rasha. Eventually there's a time sometimes with a child, he starts as a tam, but there's sometimes that a child is a tam afterwards. He's gone through his chacham phase. He's gone through his rasha phase, and now he's only starting to begin to add his mazot. What's going on? What is this? He doesn't want to show that he's too interested. You know how teenagers are like that? They don't want, they don't want to use too many words. They're like, oh, what's going on? 
They don't want to ask too much, too detailed a question, because then you're going to jump down my throat, Dad. If I ask you what this means, you're going to start sending me shiurim online, WhatsApping me, Rabbi Fahi's class. I'm not interested. So I, I just ask you, what's going on? You, know, you, know, you don't got to drive me crazy. Rabotai, this can be different stages in a child's life. And enu yodea al might not mean in his head. It might be that the reason why the kid does not know how to ask is not because he's stupid. It might be the kid doesn't know how to ask because he's not confident. It might be the kid doesn't know how to ask because he's unsure the reaction that it's going to get because it might be a little bit of a touchy question. And finally, Rabotai, after we understand that these four children can be one person, Rabotai, we have to understand that these four children can also be each and every one of us. You know, there's certain mitzvot with which we're very big chachamim. You have guys, they don't miss a single minyan. If you're one minute late to knis, they, draw, they scream at you. You know, the mitzvah for them is praying. They're, you know, lit on prayer. But you know what, kosher, eh, rabbi, don't bother me. Don't bother me with this. You could be a chacham for certain mitzvot and a rasha for others and a tam on a third and any yodeh all on a fourth. There's a child within every person. This neshama yitera, which is ageless, it stays forever young. It never dies. When you look at the child within you and you find with regards to certain things, you have different approaches. Also, as the same way you reply and you teach and you educate and you inspire and you encourage the child without, we also are obligated to inspire and encourage and deal with the child within. Know yourself. Some guys, after a long run, they'll give themselves a little treat, a donut or a thing that they would not have given. Why are you doing that? It's counterproductive. The answer is it's not, because I know myself. I'm such a baby that if I don't have that little treat at the end, I'm not going to run, even though I know it's good for me. Understand yourself and hack yourself. Sometimes we need to educate our own selves as if we are educating our children. Baruch Adonai Amen ve'amen.